in these kids, you're seeing very significant inflammatory marker changes, significantly elevated CRPs, significantly elevated D-dimers. Hello, I'm Faith Rogers, host of today's program, COVID-19, Keeping Up with a Moving Target. This is the February 19th episode of DKB Med Radio's Coronavirus Educational Series. Thank you for joining us. This activity is jointly provided by the Postgraduate Institute for Medicine, DKB Med, and the Institute for Johns Hopkins Nursing. Today's program is accredited for ANCC and AAPA credit, as well as AMA PRA Category 1 credits. Please visit our website for complete CE information. If you're tuning into our webcast, please click the red claim credit button in the webinar console to attest for credit. Otherwise, please visit covid19.dkbmed.com. Today's learning objectives are discuss symptoms and patient presentation of the acutely ill pediatric patient with MISC and discuss management of the acutely ill pediatric patient with MISC. This educational activity is supported by independent medical educational grants from Gilead Sciences Incorporated, Regeneron Pharmaceuticals Incorporated, and Eli Lilly and Company, as well as in-kind support by DKB Med LLC. All activity content and materials have been developed solely by the activity directors, planning committee members, and faculty presenters. And with us today we have Erin Berry, a nurse at Johns Hopkins Lifeline Critical Care Transport. This is the second part of her education on pediatric patients with COVID-19. Moving into the next portion would be the multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. So this one is probably, at least in my opinion, the thing that I've seen most concerning in the the pediatric patients. Um, So just kind of walk through what what is the definition of MISC. The CDC outlines these three different things and they have to fit all three. So less than age 21, presenting with a fever and they're classifying that fever as 38 degrees Celsius or greater. Um, And then laboratory signs of inflammation. So all those inflammatory markers that we spoke about earlier, you're gonna see some, some type of inflammation. And then some evidence of severe illness requiring hospitalization and having this multi-system organ involvement, whether it's cardiac, renal, respiratory, hematological, GI, dermatological, or neurological. So especially in the MISC, a lot of them are coming in with these cardiac organ involvement. So then you also need to rule out no alternative plausible diagnosis. And there's multiple things that MISC looks like. So um, on this next slide, we're going to talk a little about Kowalski's, but it also looks a little bit like toxic shock or looks a little bit like strep A. So you need to rule out all these other disease processes that kind of look like it. And then there's also this last portion. um, They need to have, have either had a COVID infection confirmed by PCR, serology, or antigen, or have some type of COVID exposure within the four weeks prior to the onset of symptoms. So what do the statistics look like for MISC? So this comes, these numbers are coming from the CDC, and these also came from the beginning of January, so January 8th. Um, In the United States, there's been 1,659 cases, and of that, there's only been 26 deaths. So the majority of cases are 
in one to 14 year olds with an average age of eight to nine. And that's gonna play a little bit of factor in trying to determine if this is MISC or a different disease process. So these kiddos are developing this MISC two to four weeks after COVID infection. So a lot of these kids are coming in um, positive for antibodies, but negative for PCR, because these are those kids that had the um, asymptomatic version of COVID where they may have been perfectly fine at home. No one even knew they were sick. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, they start to show all these, um, these signs and symptoms of MISC. And with these kiddos, they're very sick. So a the large majority of them require admission to an ICU. So I've seen numbers as high as 70% of these patients are winding up in the ICU. And that's a large portion that has to do with the cardiac involvement. So how do these kids present? So the presentation of the MISC patient. So like I mentioned before, the Kowalski disease-like features. So they're gonna have rashes, like that strawberry red tongue. They're gonna have like swollen lymph nodes. And if you look at the palms of their hands and the soles of their feet, you're gonna have like peeling and swelling of the skin. Um, they're having red eyes. If they've had a tuberculosis vaccine, then you're gonna see redness at their scar site from the tuberculosis vaccine, but we're not really not gonna see that in the US. That's more of, a, more of a European thing. And then a fever for more than five days. So these kids are coming in with super high fevers for an extended period of time, really high fevers that are unrelenting. Um, they're going to come in with some respiratory signs and symptoms. They're going to have dyspnea. They're going to have a cough. And these kids are coming in with pretty significant GI signs and symptoms, abdominal pain, vomiting, and diarrhea. Some of these kids are coming in with such severe abdominal pain that they're opening them up to see if the, um, they're thinking maybe it's appendicitis, maybe it's, it's other things, and it's just this horrible GI process from the MISC. And then again, the shock. So there's a couple different variables that play within the, the shock with the MISC patients. So a lot of these kids are coming in with vomiting and diarrhea for multiple days. So their volume down, they're running these really high fevers. So they're sweating and having tons of insensible losses, but there also is the cardiac involvement these kids are having. Um, so you have an undifferentiated shock. So you could have a cardiogenic shock, you could have a hypovolemic shock, or you could have a mixed shock. So um, we'll talk a little bit more in the next slide, but the manage of these patients um, gets a little bit more complicated. Going back to the Kowalski disease, um, these kids most of the time are not meeting all of the criteria for Kowalski syndrome. So they're having some of the signs and symptoms, but not all of them. So for these kids on their chest x-ray, a lot of the findings are mostly related to what is the cardiac involvement. So you're seeing uh, cardiomegaly, seeing pulmonary edema, you're seeing pleural effusions, and you could also be seeing some opacities from the respiratory component of it. On the chest CT, you're seeing that ARDS pattern. You're seeing the ground glass opacities, um, and then also um, because this um, inflammation is much stronger with these kids and the coagulopathy is more severe, you're starting to see uh, pulmonary embolisms show up on the chest CTs of these kids. Um, not very significant. Most of them are very small, but they are showing up on the CT from the coagulation disorders. So echo and cardiac imaging is incredibly important in the kids that you're suspecting the MISCN. So 
when you're doing a cardiac image on these kids, you're seeing a lot of left ventricular systolic dysfunction, but then you're also seeing a depressed ejection fraction. So that's kind of going back and showing you where the part pulmonary edema is coming from, where the pleural effusions are coming from, where things kind of backing up and causing pulmonary congestion. And then like um, Kowalski's, you're seeing a coronary artery dilation also on echo and cardiac imaging, specifically on cardiac MRI. In these kids, you're seeing very significant inflammatory marker changes, significantly elevated CRPs, significantly elevated D-dimers. And then the cardiac markers, you're seeing elevated troponins on these kids and elevated BNPs on these kids who have absolutely no cardiac history, perfectly healthy, and they're coming in with these ridiculously high um, troponins and BNPs. So management of the MISC patient. So again, supportive therapy, respiratory support and hemodynamic support because a lot of these kids are coming in in a shock state, specifically a cardiogenic shock state, um, differentiating between what is the hypovolemia and what is the cardiogenic shock. Um, it's two very different treatment modalities. So getting a cardiac echo um, is super important because you don't want to give a kid who's having acute heart problems, tons and tons of fluid um, is probably just going to make it worse. So determining what their volume status is, if it's if there's cardiac involvement, is going to drive the hemodynamic support you're giving these kids. So if you're having the cardiac issues, then you're going to want to support them more with maybe inotropes, possibly some diuretics, whereas opposed to if it looks more of a hypovolemic or kind of an inflammatory shock looking, you're going to give them fluid, you're going to give them vasopressors. Um, these kids are probably going to need some respiratory support, especially if they're having severe cardiac problems. They may need just high flow nasal cannula. There's a good chance they could wind up on the vent while they're regaining heart function. And in a few cases, some of these kiddos may even wind up going on echo ECMO for the hemodynamic support and respiratory support. Um, so it's recommended for these kids to get IVIG to help with the COVID. Um, some of them are proving to be resistant to the IVIG and are also requiring a co-administration of corticosteroids. Also, because of the coagulation problems that you're seeing with these kids, giving them antiplatelets and anticoagulation is part of their management. Um, the kids with, that are having this um, coronary artery dilation are at risk for coronary artery lesions like you would see with Kowalski's. But, so they're getting aspirin and then anticoagulation. They could be getting anywhere from a Lovenox shot to a heparin infusion, specifically heparin if they're having some kidney dysfunction, which some of these kids are seeing. Um, so monitoring kidney function, also not on the slide, you want to monitor liver function because that's also another organ system that can be impacted. Um, there's not a lot of cases of these kids requiring renal support, but they might need fluids and just close monitoring. Um, and then with the liver function, they definitely need close monitoring and following. Um, and then again, close monitoring of cardiac and vascular involvement. And a lot of this is going to continue past um, hospital discharge because um, like with adults too, we don't really know the trajectory of this disease. We don't know the long-term impacts. Um, they're, see they're seeing a lot of um, function regained before these kids are going home, but definitely having this ongoing cardiac monitoring 
to make sure that their cardiac function isn't permanently impaired or their kidney function or the liver function isn't permanently impaired. And we're gonna answer another learner question. Um, what impacts have comorbidities on pediatric patients had with COVID and MISC? So with the COVID kids, we're seeing patients with immune compromise or kids that have respiratory or cardiac issues are more prevalent to getting COVID and more prevalent to getting uh, more severe forms of the COVID virus. And then with MISC, the major thing that we've seen so far that's impacting is obesity. Um, these, the obese pediatric patient who develops MISC seems to have more complicated um, course of illness. They're seeing more hepatitis with them. They're seeing more kidney dysfunction. They're seeing um, greater need for cardiovascular and respiratory support. Okay, great. Thanks again, Erin. If you're tuning into our webcast, please click the red claim credit button in the webinar console to attest for credit. Otherwise, please visit covid19.dkbmed.com. Any questions or issues, feel free to email us at the address listed. To submit questions, please send them to qa at dkbmed.com. That's Q as in question, A as in answer, at dkbmed.com. Again, thanks for joining us and thank you for your dedication to your patients with COVID-19.